Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, that's Leonard Skinner's Simple Man, and that can only mean one thing on this radio show, and that is all things Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, sir, welcome back. Hope you had a good time down south, and, and welcome to the frozen hell of New York. Well, I'm not that pessimistic about it up here, but uh, I had a great time down south. How, how, how could you not be anything but pessimistic? It is the highest tax state in the union. Anybody that was going to rise up, Bill, they packed their bags, they sold their house, and they got the hell out of here. And we're the two idiots that stayed. <laughs> well, I can't, uh, I can't object to the last part of your statement. Um, but I think that folks in, in New York are going to rise uh, because it's so bad here. But I'm confused today, Hannity, and I need you to straighten me out. Are you ready to do that? <laughs> there's always there's always a there's something a sleight of hand is coming go ahead all right so i'm watching your show last night on television okay yep. so what i want to know if you know is why geraldo is so upset about the canadian truckers demonstration so i mean here's a guy who was fairly verbal if i remember correctly during vietnam and, and, you know, as uh, many people were, and throughout his career has been the champion of the underdog. Now, certainly the truckers in Canada would be considered the underdog, and it seems to me that they are protesting peacefully. So why the angst on the part of Geraldo? Do you know? Calling them selfish, calling them thugs, saying that they're self-involved, all of which he, he said. It? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with your analysis that that's not the Geraldo that I've known over the years who has a, a lot of compassion for, for people. Um, I think that there is, with COVID, this is my theory, with COVID there are people that have not kept up with the science, 
And then, of course, we have people that use science only when it's convenient science that advances their political narrative. But if you're following the science, you now know it started with Delta. It's called a breakthrough case. Fully vaccinated people can get can still get covid fully vaccinated and boosted people are getting covid fully vaccinated boosted people and with natural immunity are getting covid now prior to delta there was an argument that could be made that the unvaccinated um were putting themselves at risk by not getting the vaccine that was the argument if you got the vaccine you weren't supposed to get covid that's what they said uh they sold it and they were wrong uh, as usual but right now, anybody can contract COVID, even if you had it before. I know a ton of people that have had it twice, Bill. And there's nothing, there's no difference in coming into contact with somebody vaccinated, unvaccinated. And here's the thing. Even Washington, D.C. has lifted the the mandate uh, restrictions and the mask restrictions. And you see all of these restrictions in an election year are beginning to fall by the wayside because people don't want them. Yeah, and I mean, look, there are two sides to the story that if you are vaccinated, you might not spread COVID as much as an unvaccinated person. Some scientists um, back that up with studies. But the theory that you can't demonstrate peacefully, I, I'm not I don't know why Geraldo is objecting to that. Now, he can put forth that he thinks everybody should be vaccinated and boosted. That's fine. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. All right. But to, to as you put it, denigrate the truckers themselves, um, I'm not getting that. So when I see Geraldo, if he's if he's uh, cogent, which is often not the case, I'll ask. Oh, him. man, that's cool. Well, well, the thing is, you know, the truckers, by the way, what make what has been so impressive to me, it's been almost like a block party type of atmosphere, the yeah. exact opposite of what happened in the summer of 2020, which nobody wants to talk about except a few of us, because we had 574 riots around the country and dozens of dead Americans and thousands of injured cops and billions in property damage, arson and looting. So it's a little frustrating to me because they have handled this the right way. They're petitioning their government in a peaceful way uh, when they were asked to move the trucks to allow commerce to continue through Detroit. They they complied with that. Some of and them did. I mean, there were well, there, there were a couple of people that had yeah, to be about fifty arrests, and there are some arrests going on right now in Ottawa. But all of that is, is no, they're moved. ticketing now. Now, yeah. but they're also talking about with these emergency powers bill. They're talking about putting these guys in jail, hundred thousand dollar fine, yeah, taking away their licenses right, right. and their rigs, and and leaving them with no means to make a living. I mean, you know it's why ridiculous. He's doing that? You know why little Justin's doing that? Little because Justin's got, an authoritarian jack, jackass. Why? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say that. I mean, maybe I, I is, will, but I don't know that. I do. But, but he got pounded so bad for running away. So, so the truckers uh, come into Ottawa, and little Justin hightails it uh, for some hideout that nobody knows about. So he looks weak, right? Everybody knows he looked weak. So now he's got to come back as one of the village people and sing Macho Man. That's why he's doing this. Okay, so that's why he's doing it. I mean, maybe he is an authoritarian. I don't know. Uh, and I don't care. Uh, I don't care what the Canadians do. Uh, it's not going to happen in the USA because, as I predicted accurately, COVID's on the decline, could come back. Everybody should, you know, be very cautious still. But all this stuff is going to, I hope, dissipate um, now for good. 
and so we can get back. Well, on we, track. Ha- we have a sub variant out there, and it's it looks like it's taking hold in other parts of the world, which would be an indicator it yeah, might take hold here. That's the sub variant of Omicron. But go ahead. No, and I mean, look, once we get back to normal, then we can turn our attention to what a horrific display is going on in Washington, D.C. And, and well, before there... you make that pivot, I have something else I want to ask you, and sure. I really want to get your take on this. All right, you see what's happening. You saw the filing, um, background information filing in the Sussman case by John Durham. Yep. And you've read it, and then you probably read Sussman's lawyer's response, a six-page response they put out late yesterday. Yep. Uh, my question is, now the media is getting all up in arms by saying they're spying. Well, the reality is, I don't care. If, I understand they weren't looking at the servers, but they were looking at the traffic oh, of the president. No, there's no question what happened. There's no question what happened. Exactly. I mean, they spied. joke. This is such a farce. So let's just put aside any theories here. All right? I don't like to do that. I'm not a speculative guy. I'm a fact-based guy. So you've got the Justice Department in the form of John Durham putting out to the American people. There was a company run by a guy named Jaffe, Rodney Jaffe, that had access to the highest levels of the American government and what was going on on the Internet. And we believe Durham, the Justice Department, remember, he's talking for the Justice Department. We believe that Jaffe either sold or gave information to the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's the story. Okay? That's it. The now, document says that, wait, number wait, one, wait, that wait, this, Hattie, look, okay. I'm just I'm trying to get help it you. down so everyone understands it. All right, That's simple man, but you're missing is. an important point. All right, go tell me what the important point is. So the document talks about the defendant's billing records that he got paid regularly, repeatedly, by the Clinton campaign. Yes. The defendant, the, the defendant had assembled and conveyed allegations about Donald Trump to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive and a U.S.-based Internet company and the Clinton campaign. Right. And that this information was exploited. It wasn't infiltrated. The New York Times is right by saying anyone, it was Cash Patel who used that word and it got repeated, but were exploited for internet data mined at a particular healthcare provider, Trump Tower, Donald Trump Central Park West Department Building, and the executive office of the president. So right, what does mining mean, office. Bill? Okay, that's the accusation. That is the allegation. Correct. And it has to be proved. Correct. Okay, but the essential plot doesn't have to be proved because that's what Durham is saying, that there were guys in there and they were spying on Trump, trying to get dirt, linking him to Russia. Nobody's refuted that, by the way. No one. So that's where you start. Then all of the other allegations up to Durham to prove them. All right. So you would think that journalistic entities, media, would be fascinated by this because of its parallels to Watergate. So the Washington Post's motto is, democracy dies in darkness. Washington Post doesn't want to know anything about it. In fact, the only article they put out was trying to debunk it, the whole thing. All right? None of the networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, none of them have covered it up to this point today. We're Wednesday. This came out Friday. Here's the worst part, Bill. 
Let me tell you where it's worse. And you know I spent three years unpeeling every layer of the onion as it relates to the, the Russia gay conspiracy theory hoax. And we know this is factual now. It's overwhelming and controvertible. Hillary Clinton paid for a Russian disinformation dossier that has been totally, completely debunked. They were warned before the first FISA application that it's not verified. At the top of a FISA warrant, it says verified. It wasn't. It never was. Um, and they did it four times. They spied on a candidate, a transition team, and a president. That is separate and apart from this whole Sussman case. Listen, and that's the point I'm trying to make, that it's not you. Nobody is refuting that. But you just said Hillary Clinton paid. Now they're going to parse that by saying, well, her campaign paid. So okay, maybe they she can... didn't know what Podesta was doing. John Podesta was ahead of the campaign. Again, due process is important here, and so is language. No, I believe in due process and the presumption of innocence, and I said that yesterday in the case of Sussman. But what the allegation of Durham said is the defendant assembled, conveyed allegations about Trump to the FBI uh, on behalf of at least two specific clients. Now, he's, he's being charged with lying to the FBI. And he didn't tell him this part, is what I'm understanding, including a technology executive at a U.S.-based Internet company and the Clinton campaign. So you're right. They'll say it's the campaign. Right. They'll say it's the campaign. But look, let's let that all play out. But the horrible scandal and another scandal in the corporate media is they're not interested in knowing this, Hannity. They don't want to find out. They want to either Hunter Biden the story. They by already have. Totally. They have. Or they want to try to diminish it in ha-ha-ha in their smug way, saying there's nothing here, this is all BS and paranoia on the part of the far right. So when, you know, when are the folks going to rise up against the corrupt corporate media? Now, the audience are, and readers are receding, and they're receding, you know, in big in numbers. It's, it's Bill, Bill, you know what numbers used to be like. Absolutely. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell mean, you why they're crazy. not going to touch it. If, number one, it's politics, pure and simple. It's raw politics. Number two, they are complicit, Bill. Yeah, they make them look bad. They, they for course. three years, peddled lies, mistruths, conspiracy theories, and, and they, they aided in abetting. In story, weren't they? They were real interested in a speculative story that turned yeah. out to be bogus every single freaking day. How about this, this story? story? Hannity was right the whole time. How yeah. about that story? Is that, am I ever going to get that headline, Bill? No, Hannity. No one likes you. So no one is going to do that. <laughs> Including you. No, I, you're my friend. All right, more with Simple Man Bill O'Reilly than your calls, 800-941-SEAN, as we continue. All right, more with Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. I need a minute at the end of this to uh, right, tell go. you about the Trump streaming thing. You only have a minute. Go. Okay, BillOReilly.com, beginning tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We are going to stream the highlights of the Trump O'Reilly history tour, the fabulously successful tour that we did in December. We put it together. If you're a member of BillOReilly.com, you get it free. If not, nominal fee. We do have some production costs here. And that will go throughout the President's Day weekend till Monday midnight. So you will see a totally different side of Donald Trump. And you should watch this, Hannity. No, I will. I wanted to go to it. I wasn't able to, as I know, you know, I, I know, had something come up last minute. Guy, you will see a guy, I don't know if you'll even recognize the man. But I want to say one thing. Everybody lied, and I saw all these phony press articles that oh, you didn't sell. No, but Bill, I saw the, I saw the pictures. I mean, the, the yeah. places, I saw the worse. Texas pictures. They were packed. So last week, the Washington Post actually tells the truth. 
about yeah, how late. successful the history tour was. And they got the numbers wrong. They underplayed the numbers about how much money President Trump made. But no one picked it up. And that's unheard of for the Washington Post goes out on a wire. Oh, I, I just read it. And, then, you know, I'm so used to fake news uh, that I just kind of brushed it away. But it was uh, unfair to you. Anyway, sir, we appreciate it. Oh, looking forward to your next book, by the way. It's going to be uh, it, the latest in his Killing series. And you want to give the title out or wait? Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorists. Hannity has his copy. I, it hasn't arrived yet. You told me it was coming. I haven't gotten uh, it yet. You're getting your mail screened. Uh, but it will be. You'll have it. And All right. Everybody Thank watch you, the stream on BillOReilly.com at Trump. You'll love it. Thanks for having me in. Bye. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Now, we have pointed out and covered probably more than any other show in great detail and great specificity the spying that took place with Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for dirty dossier, Russian dossier, with this information now totally debunked and used on four separate occasions in spite of all the warnings and admonitions that it was not verified. Now we know it's unverifiable. Uh, the people that signed off on those warrants uh, never verified the information, which means that they lied to the court. Nobody's been held accountable. And they used it to spy on candidate Trump, transition team Trump, and then later President Trump. Now we have this new spy scandal. And it doesn't matter all along the way when Donald Trump made the allegation that they spied on me. Now, this this issue with Sussman is very different. Again, he's innocent until proven guilty. We always say that about anybody, but you make your own assumptions. He's being charged with lying to the FBI. And the when you look at the exact words of what Durham's court filings say, you know, about Michael Sussman charged with lying to the FBI about his work on behalf of Hillary Clinton and he was a lawyer at large at a large international law firm, Perkins Coie, and that he was serving as a counsel to the Clinton campaign. Uh, that is where he got himself into the trouble with James Baker. Uh, the document continues that the defendant, Mr. Sussman's billing records reflect that the campaign defendant repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work and the defendant assembled and conveyed allegations about Donald Trump to the FBI and at least uh, on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive at a U.S. based Internet company and the Clinton campaign. And then that these allegations were I know people have been quoting Cash Patel. It was not in Durham's filing, um, as it was rightly pointed out by The New York Times for once. Uh, it's not wasn't infiltrated. That was never used in in the uh, filing of Durham, but they, quote, were exploited. In other words, the information that they obtained exploited from Internet data mined at, quote, a particular health care provider, Trump Tower, Donald Trump Central Park West Apartment Building and the executive office of the president of the United States. In other words, they were mining and exploiting data from the Trump White House and Trump Tower, etc. And the filing, it goes on that the defendant further claimed that these lookups demonstrated that Trump and or his associates were using supposedly rare uh, Russian made wireless phones in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. Uh, those claims about Trump and Russia were completely bogus. But the spying allegations detailed in the filing, well, they ring true to me based on what we already know. 
But that's going to be decided in a court of law, not by Sean Hannity. Um, but I will tell you, the the amazing thing about this is you've got a respected federal prosecutor, and nobody in the media wants to cover this story. Now, here's how the media dismissed and were mocking Donald Trump for saying that he was spied on. Our conspiracy theory president is at it again. And uh, whenever something like this happens, I wonder what are the president's sources of information? Where is he getting these ideas? The central conspiracy theory that animates Donald Trump's entire presidency that he was spied on. President Trump in a Twitter tirade accusing the former president of spying on him at Trump Tower by wiretapping phones, but offering no evidence or even what prompted those allegations. We have been living in, uh, really through the Trump campaign and uh, unto this hour, this alternative reality. The way that, pre- that Donald Trump seems to think about what a president can do feels very Nixonian, that he has a much more inflated view of a president's powers for him to believe that a president could even, in theory, because the election is ongoing, and tap her op- tap the opponent of his preferred candidate. Uh, Trump's mind is a little bit of a mystery to me, so... <laughs> Okay, that's the mob. That's the media. Uh, Our friend Doug Collins, former congressman from Georgia, and he's right. He made the statement, we need more answers from the Durham probe. Here's what he said. There's a lot of blanks, and I think that's the big, you've just hit on the perfect uh, reason that this investigation needs to continue, and we need more answers from it. This was just not a lawyer who was doing this on the side. This was groups that, that conservatively said, number one, we've got a terrible candidate, Hillary Clinton. We're not going to beat Donald Trump. We've got to tie him to Russia somehow and progress this narrative. But what disturbs me even more, Steve, though, is, is this kind of wiretapping, this kind of hacking is not something that would go unnoticed. So my question is, is you know, why was there silence? Why is there silence? Uh, silence in the mainstream media, but also are they also covering up for the fact that the intelligence community, DOJ, Comey, Strzok, Page, Orr, Clapper, Brennan, all of these who were complicit, did they know about it? If they knew about it, they kept it quiet. This is much bigger and these questions need to be answered because we do not need a government working against us as we, I think we saw during that time. We were bringing this out. It's now time to put the real players to test. I mean, this is getting very, very interesting. Now, uh, there was a six-page response to the filing of 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 John Durham, um, and basically saying that the you know that all this is is BS. Saying quote these allegations are irrelevant to the charge uh, offense and are plainly intended to politicize the case and flame media coverage and taint the jury pool. Uh, keep in mind though, this isn't you know a spying allegation that the Clinton. Uh, campaign is facing what it sounds like to me what i I'm, I'm totally guessing and speculating here it sounds like they're looking for a flip here in other words they're basically saying there might be more charges to come um it'll be interesting to see if durham responds to the response of sussman again innocent till proven guilty i i we stick by that rule under every set of circumstances uh regardless of whether people like it or not and it's just going to be, you know, interesting to watch and observe and find and and see. Um, anyway, Doug Collins is with us now, former congressman from Georgia. How are you, sir? I'm great, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good. Now, if the the headline of Durham is simple. Now, if and I say if he proves his case, uh, we know that the in the previous instance, and I don't I don't know of any involvement in Sussman in that case. That the Clinton machine, we know they spied on Trump. Uh, we know that 
through the dirty dossier and how that was used by top officials in the intelligence community, FBI especially, uh, to lie to a FISA court. And they got FISA warrants that allowed a backdoor spying through Carter Page. Um, but if this is true and the pr- case is proven, um, then the only conclusion I can come up with is that they spied on Trump. What's your take? Uh, it is. I mean, it, it's become more and more of a fact now. I think what you just said about flip is probably very true, whether Sussman is a, enough to, you know, enough evidence to flip or not. But he is involved in lying about issues surrounding this. Sean, the bigger issue is what the clip you played a few minutes ago and something you and I have talked about over the years is what was the involvement of the intelligence community and the DOJ? We know that this started. Uh, is a cover-up of Clinton's emails. We we know that with the timing, we know when Strunk was in, involved, we know when this all began to form. And we also know now, uh, thanks to some declassified documents from John Ratcliffe and others, that uh, President Obama and Vice President Biden were uh, briefed on the plan by Clinton. So the question I have is, is was it a complicit act by the federal government during the Obama-Biden years and the DOJ all the way up into the Trump years? And if so, where is that part of the investigation at this point? And that's why, as you notice, I haven't heard Comey or Strzok or anybody else say a word in the past week or so. McKay, Baker, uh, maybe they're worried. And they, if it's true, they should be. It sounds like Durham, as slow as he's been, and I don't think he can get any slower, it sounds like he is at least indicating through this background filing and factual finding that he's going to present an assessment case, which is what this filing was all about, yep. that he's on to something much, much bigger than what was previously known that he was into or what he might have known. That's what it sounds like to me when I read Durham's filing. What do you read? Yeah, I do, too. I, I think because he has been, you know, talk about slow. I mean, glaciers move at a, at a faster pace. <laughs> it's uh, true. And, yeah, especially, especially in how much we've known, John, about this case. This is what makes it really interesting to me, is how much we've known that we put out, that, that you know, folks like Ratcliffe and Jordan and myself and, all, we, and, and Nunez, we all put this stuff out. We were seeing it. We couldn't put the dots together because we didn't have the resources to do it. But we knew it was happening by what was coming out. I think... This is a interesting move by John Durham. He's not done this before. He sort of telegraphed ahead to what he's looked up and found, and I think it's, it's sending a signal across the board. If, if someone has not been cooperating, or someone has something that they want to, you know, come forward with now, now is your time. Because, I, and, and if you notice how he worded in his documents, he said, "We expect to prove." In other words, and Durham, I don't think would use those words unless he had the receipt, so to speak, on this. So it's going to be interesting. I think he's sending a message to those out there saying this is nowhere close to over. But he also knows he's dealing with a syndicate, so to speak, of the Clinton machine that is deeper than anything we've ever seen in in modern political history. But the bottom line is, is that they used a dossier that was not only full of lies, Hillary Clinton paid for it, but it's unverifiable because it's filled with lies. How come the people that signed off, very high-ranking people, for example, of the four FISA applications, James Comey signed off on three of them. Rod Rosenstein signed off on the last one. By that time, we had heard from the subsource, and I believe Steele even walked it back himself, but the subsource for the, the dossier or collection of documents that later became known as the dossier, 
that, in fact, the subsource said that was just bar talk. That, that was never meant for public consumption. We were just we were just screwing around, you know, like two hookers urinating in Donald Trump's uh, room at the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow, which never happened. Yeah, I, I, that one has been the, the classic case, Sean, that I've not understood for years. How Comey, with his, you know, perceived Superman cape on, you know, saving the world, was actually messing over the world. Because he was sort of leading this, and you had McCabe, you had Strzok, you had Page, you had this whole little cabal at DOJ. Plus, now that we found out even more the complicitness of the intelligence community with Brennan and Clapper, why they've never been charged is, is a mystery to me. I don't know if they're hold, if maybe Durham or others are holding out to say, you know, we're going to bring this in in a different route. But that one is the one that makes people really sit back. Your listeners, folks that we listen all the time, they sit back and they say, there's two systems of justice in this country. The ones, I mean, he, if those were things that should have never happened and yet have never been charged. So my only hope is, is maybe with this last filing, is that there's going to be some uh, resolution to those outstanding issues. Um, but, I mean, look, it's, it's amazing what you saw when even when McCabe got fired and others to get there, you know, uh, what DOJ does to protect its own. All right, quick break. More with former congressman uh, from Georgia, Doug Collins, as we continue. All right, more with Doug Collins, former congressman from the great state of Georgia. The biggest thing that scares me in this country right now is a dual justice system. And I am very, very concerned. I don't believe we have equal justice anymore in this country under the law. I don't believe we have equal application of justice in this country under the law. Uh, I think we have a dual justice system. I mean, you can see it. You know, if you're a conservative and you're jaywalk or spit on the sidewalk, you're going to get 10 years in jail. If you're Hillary Clinton, you can pretty much get away with anything. If you're part of the Biden family syndicate, you could pretty much get away with anything. Because I can tell you this, Doug Collins, that if it was anybody with the last name Trump that did a deal with China, $1.5 billion with the Bank of China, and according to Peter Schweitzer's new book, that they also raked in another $31 million from China, if the Trump family took in $3.5 million from uh, a Russian oligarch, the first lady, former first lady of Moscow. If Donald Trump was on tape, he was the vice president and said, you're not getting a billion dollars until you fire that prosecutor investigating my son who's being paid millions with no experience at all whatsoever. Uh, I think there'd be a very different reaction. And and the fact is, there's not only a different reaction in terms of media, because they would be breathlessly reporting every aspect of it, but also in terms of justice under the law. Well, exactly, Sean. You've hit it perfectly. My, my question is, it just, just switch the names. Don Jr. and Hunter Biden. Or Eric Trump and, and uh, Hunter Biden. It is a completely different standard. And, and, Sean, I'm beginning to wonder. They bought this line so heavily after, after November 2016. They had also invested in Hillary and were so devastated that Donald Trump won that the media basically sold its soul. And now cannot find a place of repentance to come back and say, look, we still don't like Donald Trump, but we were wrong in these areas, and we went with it. But they just continue, and they believe the old adage, if you lie long enough, people will begin to face the truth. The problem is, and the hope is, for some of us who still believe in the possibility of justice here, is that this Durham filing, these Durham latest announcements, although they've been deathly silent on it, 
they can at some point be silent on it because hopefully, you know, the indictments are going to come and the truth is going to be revealed. All right, Doug Collins, former congressman, great state of Georgia. Uh, thanks. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.